Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and today we're taking a look at 20 Years of Kingdom Hearts. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the university my professor, or my assistant professor, as we take a walk back down memory lane and just talk about 20 years of Kingdom Hearts. How's it going, Alex? Hi, Scott. It's going good. I love, love Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I've gone back and forth of like Kingdom Hearts being my favorite video game franchise. Oh, really? Um, it's, you know, it's one of those top three situations where mm-hmm. like I love all of my children and I <laughs> please don't ever hang them all off a cliff <laughs> because Lord knows I'll just die. They'll yeah. all die because of my paralysis. <laughs> I, I truly like last year, um, in more of 2020, like at the end of the year, you know, rough year, let's say yeah. a rough couple of years. Some things went uh, on. Yeah, some things happened, um, and uh, going into just, like, the end of the year, I replayed all of Kingdom Hearts on the Xbox for the first time, uh, just because it was all on Game Pass at the time, uh, and yeah, it really solidified of, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, very special to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 20 years, it's been 20 years, uh... As of recording, we are recording this the day before the official 20-year or 20th um, birthday. But I guess in Japan, it came out on the 28th. And in Japan right now, it would be the 28th. So I guess it's kind of. Right now, it is 20 years to the day, basically. Um, So yeah, I guess, how did you get started with this historic franchise? I, I feel like me, much like other people, uh, found out that Final Fantasy VII characters were <laughs> going to be in this game and was like, all right, I played Urgies. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. Um, yeah, I got to you know, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Um, my, my older brother, Brady, uh, the middle of the three of us, uh, I definitely watched him play a lot of video games growing up, and and he introduced me to a lot of like my favorite video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kingdom Hearts is one of those. Like he was the one that told me about Kingdom Hearts, and like he was kind of like my guy uh, when video <laughs> games were coming out. I didn't. He like had the Game Pro and the Nintendo Power subscriptions, and like mm-hmm. he would show me stuff, be like, "I think you'll like this," or "You should be excited about this." Um, it's funny how those roles have reversed uh, since then. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he would, he showed me Kingdom Hearts, big Disney household. Mm-hmm. I've like been to Disney world probably like 20 times. Oh wow. Uh, 20 distinct times. Yeah. Uh, too many. Let's say if you think <laughs> about like the financial, uh, hit on that, but like big Disney house, my dad loves Disney. Uh, Brady loves Disney. He, he has worked for Disney in the past. Um, obviously Disney's having some problems right now, some problematic yep. stuff going on at Disney. Uh, so that, that is unfortunate, but kind of separating that from this, um, growing up, I 
you know, just always would go see Disney movies and whatnot. So, like, I think there was, like, a big investment on that end. Mm-hmm. And then my brothers got me really into Final Fantasy. I played through Final Fantasy VII with my mom, wrote a whole thing about it. It's out there, Pixel Pin. Check it out. Um, and so, like, it was really just, like, a perfect storm. Plus, like, I think this was the game that helped me realize, like, oh, I'm, like, much more of an action RPG person mm-hmm. uh, than a kind of turn-based RPG person, even though, you know, yeah. I have my my outliers, my personas and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I, I dived into it after um, watching Brady play a lot of it, uh, and I actually never... I didn't beat Kingdom Hearts 1 for many, many, many years. Um, and uh, I, I beat Kingdom Hearts 2 before I beat Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, and so the first game, very weird kind of relationship with it but I, I i guess it was probably like right when it came out um it must have been uh and i i had not played like a lot of ps2 games so mm-hmm. i remember like seeing like a agrabah in aladdin that was like the it was my mind was exploding <laughs> like absolutely mm-hmm. just so into it uh i've still never seen disney's tarzan so like that world which lives only in kingdom Hearts one uh is like just such a weird thing for me but uh, yeah, I, you know, brother got me into it and just have loved it since. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I like when it was first revealed, I thought like, this is so stupid. This is, this is the worst possible pairing. Like, why would they do this? Like, this is stupid. Like I was in, let's see, this was, when did the original one come out? 20 years. So yeah, I was freshman in high school. It was, it's like, what is this? Um, but then I had a couple friends that like got really into it. I rented it after it was finally released, and I fell in love with it. And one year at Christmas, um, my friend got me the Greatest Hits version of Kingdom Hearts 1, and I got him the Greatest Hits version of Xenosaga Episode 1. Those were our, our swaps, because they were both 20 bucks or whatever. Um, so that was, in playing, that was when I played through, kind of leading up to Kingdom Hearts 2's release and stuff. Um, at, well, I, I, no, this was still a couple years before Kingdom Hearts 2, but after I got my own copy, that was when I, like, really pushed through and, uh, beat the game and fell in love with the series, and really, yeah, ever since then, it's, it's been a wild, wild ride, um, but yeah, I remember going from thinking this was really stupid to why would I want to party up with Donald and Goofy to Donald and Goofy, ride or die, yeah, um, making you cry at the yeah. end of Mars 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, obsessively, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. And just thinking back to where I was 20 years ago, you know, freshman in high school, and now in oh, in less than a week, I'll be 34, you know? It's... I My life has been... Uh, I've enjoyed Kingdom Hearts more of my life than I haven't. Like... Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those series that for as wild and crazy and zany and all the weird ass decisions plot wise, it's gone. Um, I love it. So totally. I, and early on, I remember I was like obsessed with this story, which I think gives me more, it it helps folk understand like my weird, like lore hat that I wear with Mm -hmm. this game. Um, and I don't really know, like, I think, like, at the time, 
Uh, like when I like again, this happened probably like 2007 when I would finally play Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Lost is happening at the time. I think I was like really coming into my own as far as like figuring out what kind of storytelling things that I liked. Yeah. Uh, and like I liked serialized stuff. Uh, and there are very few serialized video game franchises like Kingdom Hearts. Like I would put like, um, obviously like. <laughs> the action genre, like shooters and stuff, have a lot of that, like Gears of mm-hmm. War or uh, stuff. But like, I feel like JRPGs don't get that. You you get a lot of anthology uh, JRPGs, like Final Fantasy and Tales and et cetera, et cetera. But then you know, I've been introduced to things like Trails of Cold Steel and whatnot. Yeah, so, buddy. And I I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like, yeah. let let me kind of go on a whole mm-hmm. ride with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, have a have a sequel. Start you at level fifty. Like, I don't care. I want that. I'm 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 okay with that stuff like that. That I think turns off a lot of people. Um, and so like early on, I think a big drawing factor for me was is the Kingdom Hearts story, and mm-hmm. it's just it commits so hard to itself and like i know that rubs a lot of people the wrong way and people are like look at this and it's like donald being like what uh i i shot someone or like you know it's wild stuff just absolutely Mm -hmm. insane uh and people look at that and be like isn't this dumb and i'm like isn't this great like i love that oh yeah it takes itself just seriously enough for you to be invested in the story but like is constantly trying to make you smile like Mm -hmm. a disney movie or like a fairy tale type deal uh it's yeah it just it is the the supremely perfect balance for me i know it, it's too much for a lot of people but um i it's perfect i just mm-hmm. i truly think it's perfect yeah so what's been your kingdom hearts timeline have you been like a, a, a ride or die like played every entry kind of like take us through your timeline your kingdom hearts timeline so i played the first one when it came out and in an era, you understand this, where I, like, did not read anything that was in a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, this was, like, one of the first big... Because I didn't play Final Fantasy X. Um, I just, you know, skipped that. I, I think I tried at some point, but I just couldn't get into it. So this mm-hmm. is one of the first big games that I played that was fully voice acted. Um, that You get a couple of, like, Tomba 2. <laughs> I know it's a very weird specific game, but, like, that game is fully voice acted, even though... it. It's a PS1 game. has no right to be. The voice <laughs> acting's questionable at best, but I love it, you know? Um, so it was one of my first kind of exposures to that, but there are, in Kingdom Hearts 1 especially, there's a lot of, like, parts where you kind of talk to a guy and then you're in a world that's extremely difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I, there was a lot of, like, calling in Brady to be like, hey, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. in the jungle level for... I've been there for four days and I don't know what to yeah. do. Um, and you know, that's like one of those things about Kingdom Hearts 1 that you just take it or leave it. Um, but yeah, I got to, I can tell you exactly, I got to the Riku fight in Hollow Bastion, um, where you get the Keyblade back. Um, and I hard, hard quit. I couldn't beat it. Mm -hmm. I was definitely underleveled. I totally skipped the dialogue options in the at the beginning of the game where you like are deciding how leveling mm-hmm. works and like what your stuff is um and i remember just thinking that game was so hard and now it's like all the games are trivially easy for me <laughs> um so i i it would mm-hmm. be like years five years i think 2007 like i said i would finally sit down uh and like play a bunch of ps2 games that i missed 
uh, with my backwards compatible PS3. Yeah. Um, so like stuff like Sly Three, which I had never played, and uh, Persona Three, and like a lot of these very Alex O'Neill defining video games <laughs> I played mm. in that era. Um, so I played Kingdom Hearts Two, and I remember being like blown away. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Kingdom Hearts Two is is the kind of game that's going to blow your hair back. Uh, I think still to this day Um, and loving it. And I was like, okay, no clue what's going on, but I love it. So I have to go back uh, and I would finally go back and finish Kingdom Hearts one. And I might've even just played it on easy. Mm -hmm. And I remember like not liking it. And then I played, I I had tried in the past to play uh, chain of memories on the, the GBA and Mm -hmm. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like at the time I like watched videos on it and read like a description of what happened in that game. <laughs> so I would know I wouldn't actually play chain of memories until re chain of memories came out in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, which was like 2012 or whatever. Yeah. It's like one of those extremely late PS2 video games that came out. Um, and finally knew what happened in that game. And I remember, like, at that point, I was friends with Nabashin, and I remember kept messaging him and be like, was this in the original game? And he's like, yes, it was all there. You just don't remember it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "These are you sure these extra scenes are, and, like, they're not extra, they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was kind of along for the ride. So I, one of my greatest shames is that because of, like, the big gulfs in... Japanese releases to mm-hmm. uh, American releases for like those interstitial games is like I totally spoiled myself on Birth by Sleep, um, which maybe is why I, I have a certain kind of opinion about it. Um, but yeah, I like knew everything about that game. I knew about Vanitas and mm-hmm. all the endings and stuff. Um, I'd watched like a fan dubbed translation of the secret ending before that ever came out in America because it was like two years. Like two oh, yeah. Years. It's a long uh, time. January 2010, I think, is when it finally came out. And I brought, borrowed my brother's PSP. He, he had that Crisis Core mm-hmm. PSP. Yeah. I borrowed but... for two video games, and it was Crisis Core and Birth by Sleep. Um, and uh, loved it. I, I, I really did love it, even at the time, even after having it spoiled. Um, I drove with Nabashin and Tony to New York to the Nintendo store to try and buy Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance early, um, which <laughs> ended up being sold out, which real bummer. Um, boy, there was a line, I'll tell you. Oh, I bet. Like, like 10 city block line of <laughs> Kingdom Hearts nerds in New York City, which was great. I like the experience of it was really great. Um, I was just like, I didn't sleep the night before. So I was mm-hmm. so tired. I couldn't drive back. Um, and then, yeah, I think at that point I was kind of along for the ride. So like the remasters came out and I was like all in. That's when I like have since like played them over and over again. Um, I played three, five, eight at the time. I, I just like, I don't, I'm one of those people that's like, I don't think that game plays well. So I'm fine. that they mm-hmm. turn it into a movie. Um, and yeah, from there, you know, I, I was just on it. So like there was, I played dream drop when it came out. I remember like, be like am i out on this and then i played it again a second time and i was like no i'm i'm in more than i ever was before <laughs> and i feel like that's like you're either that one or the other with dream drop mm-hmm. of like maybe i'm too old for king of hearts or like all right let's go time travel i'm here for it let's whatever man i don't care um and then yeah uh, 0.8 and 
uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I, you were there for the yeah. era of Kingdom Hearts 3. That's how long yeah. we waited. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, you, you, Mike, and I did the, the spoiler cast. It was great. And I did the, the Kingdom Hearts uh, replay cast with uh, Jake uh, and MC, who, like, I still play Destiny with Jake all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, we still talk about that all the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I it was, like, I, I was late to the party. I honestly feel like there were years of Kingdom Hearts appreciation that I could have had that I missed. But, like, I've, I think I've more than made up for it. Um, and I'm one of those folks that like remind really turned me around. I like, I mean, I loved Kingdom Hearts three. You can go read my review. I was very glowing on that game it has problems, but like whatever. Uh, but remind like really turned that game into like a 10 out of 10 for me of like, this is what I wanted out of this game. Um, and it's great. It checks all the boxes for me now. Uh, very happily. I know it still doesn't for a lot of people. Um, but I'm like, okay with what the direction they decided to go with it. And like, I, I'll say like the thing about three that I was expecting the least was to be like genuinely excited about the future of Kingdom Hearts after Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am like, I, I really, I'm very curious where they're going to go. You know, I don't yeah. know if we're actually going to end up finding out in April at this like 20th anniversary event. I hope so. I hope we get like at least the tease of what's, what's to come. Yeah. Um, I, I really, like a lot of the threads that they have set up. I like the things that they left over too. Like they, they closed enough of the loops. Um, and you know, like I was real worried <laughs> going into three. And a lot of people were about like this whole master masters angle of like, is it going to be like one of these things where like, it's actually another guy. <laughs> um, this but whole no, they time. Did a, <laughs> they did a great job of like letting those two be like kind of concurrent plot lines. And then like, okay, now we are transitioning to him being kind of like, maybe the next major villain or, or at least uh, uh, antagonist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Yazora, the fight, the secret fight in Kingdom Hearts free mind is like one of my favorite bosses of all time. I've like legit loaded up a save file just to fight that boss uh, and just had a great time doing it. Um, and yeah, I like, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a hell of a lot more final fantasy going forward. So I'm like really stoked for that. So and what yeah. about you? What, where did you, did you... You came in at one. Yeah, came uh, in at did one. Did you have any skips in the middle? Um, I I never... And even still to this day, I've never beaten Chain or Rechain of Memories. Um, there. But <laughs> uh, I, I I played a bit of them. I have I have the games. But I played through one, played through two. Um, fell in love with Birth by Sleep. I uh, That and two are really close to tied as my favorite i really can't at any given day i could flip flop between which one is my favorite out of those two um but no i played a bunch of those um i got three five or three fifty eight over two days later on i dabbled in a bit kind of like you it's like okay i mean i it's cool that it's on it's like a handheld kingdom hearts game but um and i like the story aspect i really like the story of 358 and yes. how it do- dove into roxas and she kind of and actual study yeah very much uh, so of a video game which is which is like cool that that is just like one of the many mm-hmm. tent poles of kingdom hearts yeah um years down the road i would buy recoded i still have my copy of recoded sealed on my my shelf um i haven't i've never touched that game i haven't really <laughs> played it like I know the history. It was originally like a Japanese exclusive mobile game mobile that was game. then turned yeah. into a DS game. 
And just reading the synopsis, it's like, this sounds... It was almost, like, too stupid for me. It's like, your data, Sora, and Jiminy's journal going through and breaking blocks. And it's like, okay, I, I'll, I'll read up on this one. And I watched the video in the remaster collection. Um, you good. Yeah. Uh, Dream Drop. I, I, I enjoyed a lot about Dream Drop. I, am, I was not a fan of the Dream Eaters. I did not like the the cuddly animal aspect. You and Navishin both. You both. He is like very vocal about hating the tree reading. Um, it's just I, I, pretty ever since Kingdom Hearts two, I have wanted to just bring back dry forms. I yes, just bring back dry forms. You don't even have to change the system. Don't change just, it. Just let just me use two keyblades at once, or fly around, glide around with two just spinning like by my back just playing around me like just just give me that and i'll be happy um or like an equivalent system would be fine with me but yeah like i something a little bit more metered than uh the kingdom Hearts 3 kind of solution to that yeah i'm with you um i i i enjoy kingdom hearts 3 i do not love it as much as you do and i don't like how they just randomly i i don't like how they randomly threw in your keyblade can turn into a gun now <laughs> That is questionable. Or like sure. a staff. It's like it if it had kind of been like hinted at in previous games that they could kind of do that, I don't think it would minded me, but just can I just sure. have like I think, two I think like the most you're gonna get with that is like yeah. Terra fighting um the lingering will and right. like turning his keyblade into a ship and uh, yeah. like a bow and arrow and stuff. Yeah, but it's like I, I I, I just really wanted those dry forms. I just wanted to return I, yeah. to dry forms, but, um, but no, I did. So play through Dream Drop, um, and then yeah, like the big lead up to Kingdom Hearts three and that huge excitement and playing through that and seeing everything. I have Melody of Memory, right? That's it's Melody of yes. Memory. I have it sealed still. I haven't played it. Yes, I, I ended up watching the, the Melody of Memory movie. I mm -hmm. have a very vocal dislike of rhythm games just because I have zero rhythm. So Yeah. Um, uh, I've stayed away from that one just because I worry that I would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I dabbled when it first released the Unchained Key, the mobile game. Um, mm -hmm. But that is, it, yeah. that is one thing I desperately want them to make a, a game, especially with like the story being quote-unquote done now. Make, make like a game of it like yeah like a 3d game of that yeah yeah um or I'm even keep kind of the same style and put it on switch like yeah i am i cannot play mobile games it's just i my brain turns off i instantly i know there are fantastic mobile games out there and it's so much better but my brain still defaults to like nokia snake and that being mobile games and all games on foams are like nokia snake they're just shallow imitations of other good video games. And I know that is no longer the case, but my brain is just stuck in that. And I just, I pick up my phone and I start playing. And it's like, I, I, I would just rather play this on switch. <laughs> just let, let me play it on switch or, or something, but no, I'm with you. Generally I am in full agreement. Um, maybe not on the Nokia yeah. snake part, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'm with you. Um, and I'm I'm anxious to see. Like I haven't read up. Like I read up on the story of Unchained Key, and it just sounds buck wild. Um, it's, it, it's so crazy. <laughs> it is so buck wild. 
uh, like Danny lines, oh. and then like an alternate reality. Ventus is like hundreds of years old or something. I don't know. It's oh yeah, time travel happens. You know. Um, and yeah, oh it's, my God. it's wild. There's like a twist at the end, like a big mm-hmm. reveal. It's just like wild. S- someone's secretly like an assassin murdering like people, and it's wild. Yeah. Um, and then there's Dark Road as well, which yeah. is like the sequel to that, essentially. Which I haven't looked at all into yet, but I it's really still should. still ongoing. I think it's about to end, uh, like this, the narrative of it, but that's okay. like Xehanort's origin story. Yeah basically um but yeah that's that's really my that's been my my timeline my my kingdom hearts timeline and i cannot wait to see how like where they go now that the the dark traveler the dark seeker um arc is over where they're gonna go i mean i i saw the movie as well with melody and memory and it's like what's the random ass turn no, Quadrantis, I know, but the random ass turn, like, unreality or something that yes, they came unreality. up with. It's like, we have our worlds, it's but fiction. then there's unreality. <laughs> yeah, it's just fiction. It's like, but then there's unreality that they're living. It's just like, so you have the worlds, the sleeping worlds, then you have the data worlds, and then you have the real worlds, and now you have unwer- unreal but worlds. But, like, all of those <laughs> are in our reality. Yeah. And then there there's is an alternate, alternate unreality. unreality. Right, it's like, which seems to be like, I would guess it's mm-hmm. like a metatextual like it is the it's video games, yeah, in that universe like, and then in the unreality universe, my guess is mm-hmm. that like those things are video games in that other like yeah. the Kingdom Hearts reality, um, which if that ends up being true and like Sora is like a video a famous video game character in this other world, like I am so into that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be wild, um, but yeah. So it, it, and then Sora and Smash. Yeah, and and now Sora's in Smash, <laughs> the last canonical entry yeah. in the, the Dark yeah. Seeker saga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which was great. That was so great. Now I'm curious, what do you think's in the blo- the box? Ooh, I I have thought about this way I, too much. I I I figured you had. Um, I've had a couple like. I'm, like, of the mind of, like, whatever they need to be there in the moment that it opens, you know, like, ultimately. And mm-hmm. I know that's, like, true no matter what. But I have, like, I have a feeling it is, like, maybe, like, a gateway to the other reality uh, or something that ties mm-hmm. them together. Um, or it is, like, something to do with time travel. Like, if I had to, like, make a stab in the dark. Because, like... It seems like this thing the Master of Masters was holding on to to protect, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And then he, he kind of gives it to Lushu and, and he takes it into the desert, I guess. It just leaves it there forever. <laughs> um, but it seems like a kind of like trump card situation. Like that is like the impression I got. Mm-hmm. Like the more I thought about it of like it's got 13 locks. It is like this well-protected thing. It's something the master only knows about. It is. It makes me think it is something that he would use, which makes me think that it is. It does something that will like is like a safety safety net mm-hmm. for him and whatever his intentions are. So that's what ma- makes me think it's like maybe that is what he he went into the box and he went to unreality and that's where he disappeared to um because we know he's there right mm-hmm. um but then like we think he's there 
There's someone with yes. a, their hood up that's there. Yes, it's, it could be anybody. But then he comes back, right, to talk mm-hmm. to Xehanort one last time, and we learn that in Remind. And there's definitely significance in that of, like, the first time he's showed up in our world since mm-hmm. uh, was to talk to Xehanort twice, right? Like, once yeah. at the beginning of his journey and then another right before the end of it, um, which is interesting, and I, I makes me think that, yeah, maybe that, that could still be the box, and, and he's kind of used it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's also, like, time travel, and, like, maybe that's what he used to send his Keyblade into the future or, or from the past or whatever. Um, or the unpassed yeah. or whatever. They're, the unpassed. The unpassed. Yeah. Which is just, like, the second future. Hey, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, like, I it, everything that Kingdom Hearts 3 introduces of like breaking the laws of taboo like there are like mm-hmm. metaphysical laws that restrict the world in an interesting way that they're now kind of introducing it makes me think that because like i know we're getting into the weeds i'm sorry no we're, this is you, that's you why we're talking about it. uh like obviously sora breaks a taboo by like time traveling seven times to change fate right like mm-hmm. really quickly um or not seven times but once and save seven people um and that changes reality, and it it the consequence is that he disappears from our reality and kind of shifts over to unreality, um, which I think is super cool. And I know, like you know, obviously some people have problems with the ending, um, but I love it, and I, I love that there was like a genuinely real severe consequence. But it's also like the culmination of Sora's journey is to find this power, and then he uses it to literally change fate mm-hmm. um, in like this way that no one else has ever done before. But if you think about it, it is very similar to how the Master of Masters disappeared. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think that maybe he did a similar thing to save the original um, Masters, the Lost Masters, mm-hmm. um, and he knew that the consequence of that would be him kind of disappearing from the world. Um, but And that is why he created these kind of countermeasures. He put his eye in the Keyblade, um, and he had the box, whatever it does, and he gave them the Lushu, and he knew he would be gone, but he would still be able to see what is happening mm-hmm. from unreality. Again, this is my guess. Yeah. Um, with the Keyblade, um, and that that does set him well. If we're going to this alternate reality, and he and it, we're going to have presumably a whole arc of video games there, and and meet new characters, and Master of Master will be like the Xehanort of that area, and it makes me think like, well, he's been there for like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like he will be kind of like this mastermind that knows everything about this. And then Sora is kind of the fish out of water trying to figure out what's going on with, with his buddies, Riku and Yazora. Um, yeah. And I, so that's like my thinking in that regard. I like it. I like it. I'm going to play along with, or play it along the idea that Sora is like a video game character in a, the unreality, the box mm. just has like the game station or like the PlayStation or whatever that everyone's playing on. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that yeah, would be amazing. That that would be <laughs> the the internet would rage. It's it's a copy of Kingdom Hearts two in the box. Yeah, <laughs> like it had Sora on it. Yeah. It's like what the f- no. It, all this has been leading up to the reveal that in the box is the announcement for a Kingdom Hearts remake. Yes, it's just finally. going to it's just going to open up and it's going to be a trailer for Kingdom Hearts One remake. Yes, and it's going to start all over again. I would love that. <laughs> Take me along the ride, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's 
it's it's been a wild time it is it's like i'm just thinking it's like we're about to start a new arc if that arc goes for 20 years it's like shit i'll be in my 50s you know <laughs> yeah i i'll I be this 50 year old dude just you know playing my game with donald duck and goofy saving the world from heart monsters in un unreality and mega past you know to be fair like that is true of anyone there are people oh, yeah. that have played final fantasy origins this last month and are in their 50s and are like yeah oh, i played this and now i'm back here again and it's <laughs> there's a white guy named jack yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah well obviously yeah it's just, it's it's wild to think um, yeah i love it though kingdom hearts is like you know the, i think the original game obviously has like some crazy plot twists and, mm-hmm. and weirdness but like Kingdom Hearts 2 layers it on real heavy. Oh, and yeah. And then they somehow, like, up the ante every video game afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, from, like, time travel to, like, cosmic law. <laughs> and it, some yeah, it's... Possible, like, outer god being Mul- the reason that Sora disappeared or whatever. Multidimensional <laughs> transportation and whatnot. And all that, even with all of Sora's changing fate, he could still couldn't change fate, so Kairi would get her due. And yeah. actually be like a badass. Yeah, uh, they had to do remind to to make get redemption for Kyrie. I, and even then, it's like okay, five minutes. Bleh. Um, sure. Still, still poorly underutilized for having trained in basically Kingdom Hearts's hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. Um, yeah, only to result in her originally smoked. smoked off screen, taken, and then okay. Okay, cool. Hey, she's training Master Aqua now. Something's yeah, gotta. Yeah, they that. gotta do something. That's um, gotta be its own whole video game, and I would be so here for it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but yeah, it'll be. Ang- I I'm excited for where the next twenty years of Kingdom Hearts will take us. Yeah, um, it literally could go anywhere. Yeah. I know, like, I don't think it's ever going to go to Star Wars. <laughs> but you know what? Nothing's off the table. Yeah. Uh, Nomura, you crazy, crazy bastard. Where are you? Yeah, where are you the lightsaber this? keyblade. Yep. Or Marvel, Marvel and Spider-Man, or Marvel and uh, Star Wars. That's less worlds. likely than than Marvel. Like like Star. Le- Marvel is less likely than Star Wars, in my opinion. That would just be too weird. Imagine like Sora hanging <laughs> too, out with too Tony. weird for Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Yeah. I just like if they if the characters don't have spiky hair, I have no point of reference. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. why is Sora riding on Hulk's back? I mean, I would be, I would be, don't get me wrong, I would be here for it. Mm-hmm. I would, I will accept anything. Like that's like the challenge of Kingdom Hearts. I think the true final boss is like, are you, are you gonna be okay with how weird we get? And it's like, yeah. yes. How far can me. you push us? <laughs> And Kill Kyrie. Still... I don't even care. I guess let's just go. <laughs> let's see what happens. Sora wants yep. to ride around on Hulk's shoulders and hit stuff with a keyblade that looks like Avengers Tower. I guess I'm here for it. <laughs> just, just another day. Just yep. another day. But yeah, it's it's there's it's hard to you can't understate the impact that Kingdom Hearts has had and the growth. And really, like, the importance of it. Like, it's it's a powerhouse. 
It's a damn yeah, powerhouse. I think it, it really, like, it is one of those games that, like, showed that crossover games can be kind mm-hmm. of, like, their own thing, you know? Yeah. I Like, in the video game space, like, stuff like Aries and Smash Brothers, obviously, like, were happening, but they have, like, since changed. Mm-hmm. And pivoted after Kingdom Hearts. I'm not necessarily saying it is all Kingdom Hearts, um, but like that is like a game with its own fiction, right? Like, like mm-hmm. it has characters from other video games that have their own kind of narrative in this game, separate, like different versions of those characters, um, and treats them well and 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 does a good job of like alluding, like all the Cloud and Sephiroth stuff, right? In, in Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. One and Two, like I know. Obviously, people don't like Final Fantasy VII for whatever reason, but, like, and there's just a lot of it, but, like, the way it treats, like, you know, characters that, like, like even just the Disney characters and, like, their stories mm-hmm. and incorporating other factors in them and, and, like, having you get to talk and hang out with those characters in a much more substantial way, like, Rapunzel in Kingdom Hearts 3 is so good and, mm-hmm. like, all of her interactions with Sora are just so wholesome because they're, like, very similar characters and you you wouldn't get that uh in any other video game you know yeah it's cool it is just it's its own kind of footprint in the great crossover video game world yeah kingdom hearts it's cool we aren't the only ones who have been impacted and have fond memories of this magical magical series so we are going to go around the web. First up, we have user Zeroche uh, from Reddit. They say, I had recently gotten a PS2. I think the year was 2004, maybe 2005. I was like six. And my mom is dating this dude. We go to his house and I'm looking at his games and I see one with all these Disney characters on it. I ask if I can borrow it and he says sure. The next day I play all day. And that's basically how Kingdom Hearts has become my favorite game and a very defining part of who I am. I can't believe that it's been that long. I remember taking the Kingdom Hearts 2 strategy guide to school and reading it all day and looking at pictures. I remember when I finally got the Ultima weapon in Kingdom Hearts 1. The midnight release for Kingdom Hearts 3 and crying after finally having the game I waited so long for. I love the series and community so much. What I'll say of this, I do like the a privilege of like the Kingdom Hearts community is like um, there's like a, a lot of new people that have kind of gotten into it since all the games are out. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out a particular YouTube Twitch streamer. Uh, her name is Lay X P L E or Lee, excuse me. I always forget that it's just spelled different than what I'm used to. L E I G H X P. She streams on Twitch, uh, and she has like streamed her whole first time ever playing the Kingdom Hearts games Mm -hmm. uh, and then cut them up into like YouTube videos that are like the highlights Um, highly recommend it and just a bunch of other people that that on Twitch have like gotten into the franchise for the first time and shared that first experience Uh, I love like vicariously living that experience through other people again and just seeing people really come around to it I, I, I do think like the people that like Kingdom Hearts are like the true people that are in that community and like there's a lot of really great wholesome vibes even obviously there's a mm-hmm. little bit more split on the kingdom Hearts 3 uh than there has been before but i also think that's like kind of people have grown up with this and and those are the folks kind of coming into their own and deciding what they like and don't like and i i, I like that i think that's good for the community and stuff so mm-hmm. 
nothing but good experiences with with like true ass Kingdom Hearts fans. Truth. Truth. I do want to know why they didn't give us one less Sephiroth fight. I think that's my biggest gripe with Kingdom Hearts 3. I know Final Fantasy 7 Remake was happening, but I needed that Not one... Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I, I, I needed just... that one last fight with him. I do want to know like what that fight would have looked like, you know? Yeah. I, I think they would have gone all out. I, I don't think... I think we will get another Sephiroth fight in the future of Kingdom Hearts, though, is the thing. Like, I, I don't think that's a thing that's off the table anymore. Um... And I think it'll be epic. Right, uh, no I also doubt. like. I want to see more. Like, if they do unreality, if that leans more into like Final Fantasy stuff, like I would love to see like other Final Fantasy bosses become like secret fights and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Weapon, or uh, or like you know, the Warrior of Light from Final Fantasy fourteen as like a fight or something like that. Like. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them, but but I think like picking a, a, a few choice fights from the franchise out um, would be amazing. And I would really, really love. Again, fourteen has like a lot of that, and I've I've really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I don't have like the touchstones, but like when I fight Kefka, I know it's a big deal. You know, yeah. or when I fight uh, Omega Weapon from Final Fantasy fifteen, or you know, stuff like that. I, there's a lot of cool fights in there to to pick from. I'm kind of on the Final Fantasy XIV uh, thing. I'm really surprised we haven't gotten like a Kingdom Hearts event in fourteen. Yeah, I've heard that it's just like a hassle, so people stay away from it. Um, and, which is a bummer. I would yeah. really like, like it's like a big part of Final Fantasy. Like even if it's like kind of a spin-off mm-hmm. series of that, um, it's still like as significant as Final Fantasy in a lot of ways. And I would really love to see like Sora or something or like some wild Ansem fight in Final Fantasy 14 would yeah. be so sick. I mean, I think you could do an uh Scala Ad Kylum dungeon. I mean, yeah, totally. That's not Disney related. You could have an Ansem fight. You could have like a bunch of the non-Disney characters show up, make it very much not a Disney thing. But I think there's lots that my you hope, could do. My hope is that Sakurai with Smash Brothers has like opened a door somewhere where like obviously that was received very well mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people were very happy uh, and you get that Mickey Mouse logo right ass in the middle of that oh, yeah. Um you might not get you know Donald and Goofy or anything but you get enough Disney for sure um, and I think that will hopefully open Disney to being like yeah just like whatever you know do whatever you want with it um, if, you, if you're not going to include our characters, then, then we're not going to sweat it. Yeah. And I think that would be fine. For sure. Want to take the next one? Sure. This one uh, comes from... Oh, let me, uh, I'm going to make my font size bigger, because that, that is who I am. Uh, this is my truth. Um, uh, Magma Fanatic, also on Reddit. Not a whole lot. Uh, I, I don't know what the, the question was. Oh, uh, um, what the... what the series has means means to you kind of thing okay not a whole lot i was introduced to it through chain of memories in middle school and whenever i heard somebody talk about kingdom hearts there's like two people i was confused by what game they were playing since most of the disney characters were just summons in chain of memories i still haven't gone back to it and try and beat marluxia uh and there's a whole riku campaign waiting for me after later i played 358 days over two really impressed me on how almost a console game this was the ds and gba games 
I had never had 3D areas this big and action combat this complex. Story was pretty touching too, even if the characters with their hoods up made a few scenes hard to follow. Um, fast forward like 2017 to 18, I forget. Kingdom Hearts 3 is approaching and a ton of gaming YouTubers making videos about the series up to that point. Now I sort of know what the story is, but since I've only got a 3DS, I was in the mood to pick up Dream Drop Distance, best action combat on a system by a country mile as far as I'm concerned, flow motion's a blast, the story's pretty weak until the last 10 to 15% of the game, and you need to pet your dream if it's way too much, <laughs> but overall a pretty good time. Yeah, I hope this person goes out and plays all the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, I cannot imagine how weird narrative, narratively it would be to play Chain of Memories, then 358, then Dream Drop Distance, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard mode. Hard mode. Yeah, you'd have to like get some maps to put all those pieces together for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Like the Kingdom Hearts games have like defined action games on handhelds. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the, like comparatively some of the best. You know, you get like Tales of Arise or Tales of, of the okay. Abyss <laughs> on 3DS. I was like looking for it. It was one of them. You also uh, have Tempest and Innocence, which we of course never got. But you have some yeah. Mothership titles that were on uh, the DS as well. Yeah, and then you got like a Monster Hunter, a couple, and then Final Fantasy mm -hmm. Monster Hunter that they made. Uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, that's what it was. Um, and those were action games as well. But like, yeah, I, I think definitely Dream Drop Distance has the best combat of any of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you can make an argument for like Monster Hunter and stuff, but uh, it's it's a lot slower. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we have user PinkTees from Reddit. They said, All right, folks, this is a long one. Feel free to skip. Let's set the scene. Me, a young girl who was very lonely at the age of 12. I was very reserved to myself, and you can see how the bullying could start. Plus, my home life was, and still is, one of the worst parts of being alive at the time. So you have a depressed, lonely, black and gay girl who is looking for any source of comfort in the world, especially with the fact that I was about to start high school soon. Things, in short, were not good. Anyways, I found Kingdom Hearts on accident. I was a big anime fan at the time and recently found out about something called Vocaloid. It led me to getting a PSP because there was a game only in Japan I wanted to play when searching for said Vocaloid game. I stumbled across Birth by Sleep. It was quite literally magic after that. I got it because I was young and excited by the art style and the character designs of Ventus in particular made me want to know more about him. I remember opening the game for the first time and seeing the Birth by Sleep opening and was instantly hooked. I looked it up I, I looked it up a bit as I started to play and was very surprised that this game was not the only Kingdom Hearts game. I was stubborn and tried to just play Birth by Sleep, but then I found myself getting more interested in learning about, in, about learning everything that I would eventually stay up really late to read wiki pages, connect names to faces, learning so much about how expansive it is. To this day, I can honestly say Kingdom Hearts saved me from suicide multiple times. I got a Kingdom Hearts tattoo a few months back. I have bought the games individually and the final mixes and the final final mixes, etc. I spent $500 on a PlayStation 5 because I only wanted to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't regret a single moment with this game. Too long, didn't read. Kingdom Hearts is my favorite series of all time out of all media. I'm almost 22 and I don't think I can imagine my life without it. 
You don't have to use this comment if it's too ramble-like and long, but I wanted to take this chance to share, as talking about this series in any way makes me so happy. Happy 20th anniversary. Let me know when you're finished with this project. I would love to listen. Heart, heart, heart. It's a great, that is a great comment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I mentioned it earlier, right? But like, yeah, definitely Kinemars has got me through some tough times. Uh, and I get it. There's like a genuine wholesomeness, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I Patrick Levick wrote a great article for this, about this. Uh, for Waypoint um, when they did their whole like lore series mm-hmm. leading into Kinemars 3 um, about how male characters like are actually very vulnerable in this series and that's just not a thing that you actually see a lot mm-hmm. in media um, like there's a lot of like male characters that cry or like tell uh, other male characters that they love them and like mm-hmm. there's genuine vulnerability and I'm not and it doesn't necessarily just have to be male characters it's just something that's unfortunately not present in media a lot um, and yeah I, I definitely like feel this like I, I think that kind of thing uh, is really supportive uh, and, and like characters just like like there are no parents in Kingdom Hearts right like the, these are all friends that have kind of no relation that, that come together and form a founded family um, through like varying levels and degrees of intimate relationships and I think that is like such a good foundation to the game like that's like the real heart of Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. are those friendships and and it, it really guides the story and, and guides the character's actions in a really beautiful way uh, so I, I it is like ultimate comfort it's like big warm yeah. hug um, and they, there's just nothing that can beat it for me I'm, I totally am with this person yep Thank you for sharing uh, Pink Tees, and we're glad you're still around, and can't wait uh, to enjoy more Kingdom Hearts alongside yes. you. Agreed. Uh, Want to take the last one, my friend? Sure, Nate P. 1098 on Reddit. So I somehow got into the series through Chain of Memories. Wow, a lot of people coming on games that I'm like so surprised. I think might have been, might have been the game, game Game Boy Advance. Like a lot of people had Game Boy Advance. Super true. Um, it's just crazy surprising. Um, and, and the 3DS and the DS in a similar way. Um, coming on Birth by Sleep is like a, it seems really interesting too. Um, so I somehow got into this series through Chain of Memories. I thought I was getting a recap of Kingdom Hearts 1, but nope. It was confusing and weird and emotionally hit me hard. I needed more. I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts so bad throughout the years. I've been playing the games over and over. It's a hot mess, but I love every damn second. <laughs> Yeah. Well said, Nate. It's true. Definitely well said. true. Definitely. Yeah, I, true. I can't. I can't imagine starting with Birth by Sleep. I'm like, is this a re? Are we just doing everything again? I don't understand. Where's Tarzan? Uh, and then it's like, no, this is all new, and he's never gonna remember any of it. But does it matter? Yes, it does. It's oh, incredibly it's important. It's a heart. Also, like super heartbreaking. It is like one of the most devastating Kingdom Hearts stories of like Sora looking this girl in the mm-hmm. face and be like yeah I have to forget you because I gotta remember my life but I'll never forget you but I did oh god but I totally will yeah. it's very good it's yeah it's a good time it's a good time but thank you to each and every one of you who submitted your favorite moments and memories with the series and what Kingdom Hearts has meant to you these past 20 years as always down in the show notes you can find links to the various subreddits where you can share your own memories and what Kingdom Hearts has meant to you 
I, I do want to ask. Yeah. We should touch on it. Do you of have course. a favorite? Favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Uh, It's between two and Birth by Sleep. Yeah. It kind of fluctuates. What about you? It's funny. Like, for me, like, one, mm-hmm. two, and three are all, like, up there. I'd say, you know, it'll probably come down to, to two. But, mm-hmm. like... I think three has like the best top level combat of like how far it can go and how it, it like intricate and intense mm-hmm. it can get. Um, Cause like I've played so much of two that it's like kind of easy. It's trivial yeah. <laughs> for me at this point. And I, I'm not into like gimmick difficulties. So that's why I've like never really messed with critical. I've done it, but I just, you know, it's not my favorite thing to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, and one like i really have like a deep appreciation for like what they were trying to do in 2002 with a 3d action in rpg is like really impressive i think yeah and uh like the level design even though it's really confusing is like really intricate it like reminds me of old like final fantasy 6 and final fantasy 4 and like having to go to a town and talk to everybody because or like you know og pokemon oh yeah if you don't talk to everybody you're gonna miss this important item that you need 30 hours later or whatever um it it has that kind of vibe adapted to 3d so uh, yeah kingdom hearts 1 is also special kingdom hearts 2 obviously speaks for itself legendary video game yep has dry forms definitely definitely fantastic best transformation yes 100 percent Transformations that make sense, not fucking keys that turn into ice skates. Fun fact, I never used that keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 3. I got it, and I never used it. I'm here for it. I liked it. I was along for the ride, and I was down for oh, what I know. Sword was about to do. Oh, yeah. I still like Kingdom Hearts 3. It's got some weird things, but Tournament I still like ice it. skates. Why? Okay. <laughs> I guess that's technically... Because there's two skates, you kind of have two, and because there's keyblade, I guess you... You have two keyblades stuck to your feet. Okay, You're jumping what? on fools. You turn yeah. a, a one into a frying pan at one point. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's okay. Off the deep end. Yep, it's still good. Still good times. Can't wait to see where it happens to go next. And you can be safe in knowing that wherever they decide on going, you and I will be here to uh, talk about it. Alex. Absolutely. You can't get rid of me, Scott. We'll be we'll be here. <laughs> Ride or die. Like Donald and Goofy. Just, exactly. Just far more reliable. <laughs> I know how to use heel spikes. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yes, Alex, thank you so much for joining me for this kind of special episode of RPG University. Um the the last we've we've been marathoning, we've done three back to back to back recordings now this afternoon, talking about lots of games. So I have a fourth one after this as well. Oh, oh exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so where can people find you online? Uh, where, what do you have cooking again? Uh, Alfighter 27. Uh, sorry, Scott, you have to hear all this again. No, it's um, good. Uh, go follow me there. If you're nice to me, I'll respond to you. I promise. I don't tweet a lot, but I do tweet sometimes. And sometimes I'll just post death images so I can download them to my phone. <laughs> um, or share clips with my Raider friends. Go um, check out... Uh, it brings up a good point. Uh, got a Destiny thing I do with Mike Burgess, uh, kind of subsidiary of Irrational Passions, uh, Helm to Tower. Um, got some stuff cooking for that. If you like Destiny 2, um, go listen. Scott and I are on a D&D podcast that I put a lot of work into, and I'm 
very proud of rationalpatches.com slash IPDND. The third episode will probably be potentially be out by the time um, this you're hearing this, or, or at least shortly thereafter. Uh, and it's really good, uh, and some weird stuff happens, and I think it's awesome. It's a great show that I'm very proud of if you like actual play D&D. Uh, go listen to A Trip to Nintendo Land, another Rational Passions podcast about Nintendo games. We're talking about Kirby, and uh, go, yeah, check out the just check out the Rational Passions YouTube. Mike, uh, Mike puts a lot of work into that. Uh, we all do stuff there. Um, our Twitch streams get archived there that are typically every Wednesday night, so uh, go check it out. That's it. What about you, Scott? Um, quick question. What does Helm stand for? Because you have H.E.L.M, no. and I don't I don't know what that means. I don't get it. What it what? is let me I will sir. I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, it is basically like a new social space. Uh, the hub and for emergency logistics and maneuvers um, is what it stands for. Okay. Uh, but is that like an in Destiny world thing, or is that just a really cool thing that you and Mike came up with? No, it is an in-Destiny thing. It is a location that you go to in Destiny for all, like, the seasonal storytelling stuff. Eh, okay. Uh, yes, it's not a fully original <laughs> location, um, but it's a cool thing in Destiny. Okay, cool. I was just curious. I, I saw that name, and it's like, I don't know what that means, and it's supposed to mean something because it has periods, but... Uh... For me, you can find me on Twitter, of course, at SolidSnake120. In terms of what I've got going on, I have this. I have writing stuff. I'm going to be at PAX. So if you want to come up to me at PAX East in a few weeks and let me know what you think about Kingdom Hearts, I would love to hear it. And, of course, you can find me writing stuff over on Irrational Passions. You can find me on our G site writing the occasional review and all just everywhere. I, I just do a lot of things. And, of course, on IPD&D as Kane Glimstride. The Arcane Archer, Dragonborn. And in the meantime, everybody, thank you to each and everyone who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion. Or you can share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, Class dismissed.